Oh, hello. I'm on by my lonesome on this episode of Space Society Collective. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Halo, PlayStation, and Umbrella Academy. Not exclusively in that order. Peace. Space Oddity Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi is Dead, and it's another solo cast. Oh mm, my, my lonesome. And it's all good. It's, 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 well, there'll be times where life happens and no one can be around. And it's just me by myself, with me and my thoughts, and no one to rein me in, which is actually good because I have a lot to talk about today. But I would not, off the top of this episode, not talk about what happened in the Oscars because everybody and their fucking mother is talking about it. Um, so we'll go with that. But I will say, over this weekend, over this past weekend, one of my favorite drummers, vocalists, musicians, Taylor Hawking, of the Foo Fighters, R.I.P. Um, just, man, that threw me off. I was really looking forward to they, they I think they had a show coming up here in LA. I really don't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up, but all tour um they updated. They canceled all show appearances and all concerts going forward, which is very understandable. Um family and the um and the, the band needs to come together and like as then be there for one another because Taylor Hawking is like so influential, not only in terms of music, but you can tell that that band is like a tight knit family, especially a band that's been together with the same lineup for as long as I can remember. I do remember the past drummer from uh, early in their career, but so this, but still. But big news story of the day, if you did not know. Well, before we, that hard transition, once again, R.I.P. Thoughts and positive vibes to the Hawkins family and to, um, to the Foo, uh, his fellow bandmates, the Foo Fighters. So, that's the top of the hour. So, the Dame Lama writer, Benito Lavario, and the crew will be back next week. Um, we'll more likely add on um, their thoughts on the Halo, the Paramount Plus Halo series, in association with Showtime. Um, I catched up. I'll give my thoughts on episode one, and like past before, I've not been a Halo fan. I've been aware of Halo, so I have my reservations on it. Uh, we'll go on that morning episode, but let's go through housekeeping. Um, we'll go through their opinions on the new PlayStation Plus, um, Game Pass clone. 
So that's going to be very interesting to get their, um, their thoughts, but we're going to have my thoughts uh, on it for today. Um, also, a weird one, and I know Benny's going to have a lot of opinions. Hell, I think Christian's going to have a lot of opinions. Um, the bullshit Oscar fan award and Zack Snyder won both for Justice League and Army of Dead beating Endgame Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home I I can't fathom how or why I have no problems with Zack Snyder I really don't but I'm not a fan of Justice League <laughs> and I do actually like Army of Dead but I I would not put that over No Way Home not whatsoever but yay <laughs> so we'll definitely get their opinions on it next week um, but also next week we'll be doing episode 5 and 6 of Star Wars um, so I won't fuck up and say a title that I forget I know it's Return of the Jedi not Revenge of the Sith Empire Strikes Back there we go Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi we next week so we're gonna get another probably two hour two hour plus episode next week this episode is gonna be a little bit more shorter um, for the solo cast um, so let's jump right into it so earlier today March 29th 2022 PlayStation has released well Jim Ryan president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment um, post on the PlayStation blog that all new PlayStation Plus launches in June with over 700 plus games and more valuable and more value than ever, as they claim. Not me. Um, you always like to do an intro piece since launching PlayStation Plus. Oh, before we get to, before we get too far in, totally forgot the rigmarole. You can listen to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, make sure you like us. Give us a rating, even on Apple, even on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on those platforms, whatever you preferably choose. Um, we try to post out new episodes every Wednesday. Black Hole Tangents is coming soon. Um, and it normally features a bevy of co-hosts. Hosts like me, the, the Desi is Dead, the Dame Lama Writer, Benita Lavario, Ray Squared, and now entering into the full Jason Dean. So, back to the article. Um, Jim Ryan stated, since launching PlayStation Plus in 2010, damn, it's been 12 years. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment has been at the forefront of innovation with game subscription services. We're thrilled to be the first console membership service that include a refreshed library of games through PlayStation Plus and launched the first console gaming streaming service um, with PlayStation Now. Today we are pleased to share with you the official news uh, about changes coming to our subscription services. This June, we're bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in an all-new PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choice to customers across three membership tier globally. Our focus is providing high-quality curated content with a diverse portfolio of games. It has an asterisk, asterisk on that, um, just to give you 
yeah, behind the scenes thing. Um, below is the overview of our three membership tiers. And here are the three membership tiers. And I'll let you know where I'm currently at right now. I'm currently at right now, which they're now redubbing PlayStation Plus Essential. So it's just the same shit that you already been having before. So it provides the same benefits as uh, for PlayStation Plus as they would you already be getting. Two monthly game downloads, exclusive discount on PSN at the PSN store, cloud storage, online multiplayer access. That's it. Pricing has not changed throughout Europe, the United Kingdom, Japan, and here in the US. Still the same. $9.99 basically ten dollars twenty five and sixty bucks now we come into the updated versions so playstation plus extra it provides all the benefits from the essential tier it but it also adds a catalog of up to 400 asterisks again of the most um, enjoyable ps4 and ps5 games including blockbuster hits from the playstation studios catalog and third-party partners games in the extra tier are downloadable for play um, those prices is $14.99 a month the same price as game pass $39.99 and $9.99 yearly um, eh. so it's basically for that one, an extra 50 bucks a year if you have um, PlayStation Now, PlayStation Essential. Um, for PlayStation Premium Plus, all the benefits from the Essential and Extra tiers, it goes up to, it now adds, adding on an extra 340 additional games, including um, games from PS3, um, available via cloud streaming, a catalog of, of the beloved classic games um, available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, from the original PS1, PS2, and the PSP generations. Um, this offers cloud service, um, cloud streaming access for the original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, PS4 games offered in the extra premium tiers in those markets, um, where PlayStation Now is currently available. So which means... Basically, it depends on if it's available in your home country. Um, customers can now can now stream games using the PS4, PS5, and PC. Um, there will be more on that when we get to there. Um, there will be a time limit to game trials and also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before they buy them. That package is, 17, is going to be rounding up $18 a month, 50 bucks um, quarterly, and $120 a year. Fuck. Now, the asterisk says PSN uh, Plus Deluxe, which is essentially the premium. Um, select markets. This, for this, it says... For markets without cloud streaming, PlayStation Plus Deluxe will be offered at a lower price compared to the premium edition um, and includes a catalog of beloved classic games from the original PlayStation, PS2, PSP generations to download and play um, play and, and play, along with time-limited game trials. Benefits from the essential and extra tiers are also included for local pricing will vary by that market. So at least they're going to according to those markets that lives in areas that probably don't have access to 
Wi-Fi or the internet. Well, you're going to have access to the internet Wi-Fi, but just like, I don't know, so I'm not going to assume. I'm just going to move on. I do a lot of assuming. Now, it continues on. The new extra... Um, the new extra and premium tiers represent a major evolution for PlayStation Plus. With these tiers, our key focus is to ensure the hundreds of games we offer will include the best quality of excuse me, the best quality content that has set that sets us apart at launch. We um, we plan to include such titles: Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, More Combat 11, and Returnal. We're working closely with our imaginative um, developers from PlayStation Studios and third-party partners to include some of the best gaming experiences available with a library that will be regularly refreshed. More details to come on games, on the games that we'll have on our new PlayStation Plus service. I think for there, I have not used PlayStation Now. It's expensive, and I have enough streaming services. Um... I've been with, like I've seen people play classic um the classic God of War series but not on the PS4 is mainly I've seen people on the PS5 access classic PS1 and P, well PS2 and PS3 titles um so I haven't seen a, um a lot of people on the PS4 access to PlayStation now and if you do have PlayStation now and you're on the PS4 before this service gets switched over in June you know tweet at me and is dead on Twitter so um I can get all the 411 or you know you'd be helpful and just like you know hit up uh <clears throat> my cash app and help a brother out <laughs> i'm just playing i'm playing on that one i'm playing but it is similar to some aspects to game pass but well which is similar is game pass do refresh the games like every if i remember correctly like every three to six months um some games will like Recently, Rage 2 was taken down from the list, even though Bethesda is now part of, um, bullshit, Microsoft bought Bethesda, and I don't think the deal technically went through just yet, but Rage 2 is down, but you can, if you have, um, Xbox Live Gold, you can download it at a discount, so it's there, but not there, if that's sounds weird eh. um that is that one aspect um and there is like for microsoft studios and their third-party partners which is that is definitely similar so a lot of gears of war is on there and i can now play well i can't play the recent gears of war because it's on this xs and i need to get an xs but i have played gears of war 4 which i couldn't before which is awesome um, and also past Fallout games, which is technically from the PS2, well, PS3 era. Um, so there is some bit, there would be some benefit I can see from this. It's just, we really shouldn't think about it if you're not someone who is afloat with cash, if you will. 18 bucks a month. If it, I would say, Budgeting wise, if you can swing it, one twenty yearly, it's it's good. You can save up throughout the year and just pay that lump sum when your time when the time comes to pay it back. 
18 bucks a month. If you like fast food, I would not do that. At least for the foreseeable future, if you're going to be doing this. Um, the article also continues on saying, well, the blog keeps saying the article. Um, when the new PlayStation Plus services launch, PlayStation Now will transition you to PlayStation Plus, offering. Yeah, PlayStation Plus offering will no longer be available as a standalone service. PlayStation Now customers will migrate over to PlayStation Plus Premium with no increase to their current subscription. Like today, I got an email stating that my subscription will be switched over to PlayStation Essential, PlayStation Plus Essential, to which means I won't have access to all the extra shit that everyone else, that everyone who's on PlayStation Now has. Um, this is a good way to let you know, like, you're you're part of us, but you're not a part of us, peasant. Um, <laughs> continuing on. As this massive launch effort, we're rolling out the new PlayStation Plus offering in a phased regional approach. In June, in the June time frame, we'll begin with the initial launch in several markets. In Asia, followed by North America, Europe, excuse me, um, and the rest of the world, where PlayStation Plus is offered. We aim to have the most PlayStation Network territories live with our new PlayStation Plus um, game pro game subscription. Excuse me, getting a little bit quick on myself there. Um, service by the end of the first half of 2022. We'll plan to extend our cloud streaming service, streaming benefits to additional markets, and we'll provide more details at a later date. Uh, I would say for me, it's interesting. Someone who is living more and more by a budget, especially when it comes to streaming services. Because I did, um, since the last couple of episodes ago, I got rid of PlayStation Plus. I'm mean, at PlayStation Plus. Showtime. And don't tell many. I still have my Apple TV. <laughs> it's five dollars. It's five bucks. That's not bad. Um, but I do have Xbox Game Pass, and I do get the most out of Game Pass. And I'm not. I used to been pro PlayStation, but I'm not pro Xbox neither. I just like gaming because it's therapeutic. It's it's fun. But as you get older and if you're under the age of 18, you're listening to this podcast. Why are you listening to us? You shouldn't be listening to us if you're under the age. <laughs> we are very vulgar people, especially me. But it's getting more and more expensive to be a gamer, especially when you don't have a steady income. Um, and when you do have a steady income, the cost of living wherever you live at plays a big factor to that. So, like for me personally, I would go for the PSN Plus Premium because there are games from the PlayStation, from the PS1 era that I want to go back to play. Like, I'm hoping um, that Sony Entertainment has still has the license to let me stream Legend of the Dragoon, which is one of... I would put Legend of the Dragon over Final Fantasy VII, which is a shocker for some. 
but it's fun. And if you like like old Saban shows like Power Rangers or Mystic Knights, or if you like anime like Ronin Warriors, like Legend of the Dragon scratches that inch that itch. Um, I like to play Tony Hawk American Wasteland. I barely have a working PS3, so I rather like if I could stream it, let me play it. There are some classic Tony Hawk games that are not that is super hard to get, and if you can be able to play, it's under technically it is under. I think not Insomniac. Um, oh man, what's the name of that company? Let me Activision. Actually, no, Activision bought was bought by Microsoft. And it's going to be very interesting when that deal goes through. Like majority of the game third-party games are now bought is has been bought by Microsoft. Hmm. This is very interesting going through. I didn't really really think about it till damn, this started recording. Some of a bitch <laughs> and I can see why they probably went. They did time limited game trials instead of first party games, um, like Xbox did. So if you have Game Pass, pretty much sometimes their big releases are on Game Pass. Like, for example, and I am opening up my Game Pass app. The biggest game that came out of Game Pass day one. You have MLB The Show, which would be out April 5th. Forza 5 came out the same on Game Pass the same day it was released. Um, Halo Infinite is another one. So, this is going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. But, whew. I'm going to have to do some hella budgeting. $18 a month. I'm already spending about 7 I'm already spending about 15 a month on Game Pass. Well, when it happens, I'll update you. As terms of PSP, the PS3, I can Dev Jam fight for New York. If I get Dev Jam 5 from New York, I'll be happy. That is... And it was, that was a fire-ass game when, back in the day. I, I I hope they play that again. Basically, it's not a lot of PlayStation games that I would love to go back to. And my memory is a bit foggy on all PlayStation titles. So it was like... shows you, like... I remember more from Nintendo and Xbox than I will from PlayStation. Like, I was very selective on PlayStation games. Dragon Ball Z, the Budokai series... Especially Budokai 3... Uh, Budu Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Taikinichi 3. I know I've been... To Look, that was fucking fire. I think, if I remember correctly, it was like over 60. 60 characters you can control. And just to be able... And you have to get the button work just perfect to be able to turn to Super Saiyan. I missed that game! I was... I was... I was beating full cell, full cell ass on that game. You couldn't, you couldn't put hands on me on that. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm stating it. I'm recording it. Couldn't touch me. 
You couldn't touch me. But speaking of Xbox and Halo, the first episode of Halo came out. Now I'm, I don't have the benefit of having a press pass where people got to see the first two episodes. Much too like most people got to see the first two episodes of Moon Knight, which will be out the day this episode air this this episode of the podcast releases. So you know it's gonna be a short one. You know, give us, like I said, give us a listen, like, rate, leave a, you can leave a comment on SoundCloud, tweet at us that you listen. You know, show us some love, and then go watch Moon Knight because we might talk about it next week. More likely, we're not going to talk about it next week, but we're more likely to talk about it like sometime in April. Because we are supposed to review it. But I doubt we're going to, because everybody's already tired of talking about Star Wars. <laughs> but, Halo. Uh, once again, I'm not the biggest fan of Halo. I don't know much about Halo, nor the books, so Christian would be more... He, he would be more of the... Basically, him, Halo, is his Dragon Age, which we have stated before. So he would know more than I would. Um, so far, from my, from my perspective of this, it's interesting. Actually, no, not interesting. Uh, I don't know... Who, if they're they trying to make the show for gamers or for non-gamers, because it's based on the video game, and the showrunner clearly stated that this they're not going by the um the video game storyline. So this is taking elements from the game, and I'm assuming, like Christian said, maybe elements from the book. He two episodes ago he was he eloquently talked about what he thinks is happening in the show so for me the unc is no better to my point of view the unc which is the military the master chief is part of is no better than the covenant i the fucking general is wants to kill a teenager um the teenager is being fucking stupid like she could legit like full spoilers they're trying to have her speak on what she's been with um, at the start of the episode and it's brutal as fuck <laughs> they let you know like everybody could get it women children kids old people the covenant was decimating people i was like the first couple of minutes teenagers got fucking vaporized i was like fuck um I was, well, shit, I was not expecting that. And I was like, they going in, which is not bad. Um, understandably, the young woman, Quan is her name, is visibly shaken. She went through a lot. She, she Her father was killed by a, uh, a fucking Covenant member in front of her with the iconic blade from Halo. Um, Master Chief and the Spartans laying waste to everyone. Which, is, uh, to me, looks cool. Seeing that shit in live action is really cool. I actually be the second time, because we did talk about me seeing Fallen Dawn. Um, but, and getting more onto the political side of things on the, of the show, it's like, 
neither side is good. Like they're both inherently evil. No one is very likable. I I have no reservations on Chief. Master Chief is he is the main. Put an asterisk on Master Chief. I don't know if he's the main focus anymore. So we're light again, a lot of in between. And talking about Halo, and Christian has talked about it. Is the show as we progress, and I'm hoping it does. I once again I stayed away from like reviews for episode two. I mainly after watching episode one, I just watched and read reviews for episode one. So my hoping is are we getting towards what we what Halo is, which is this ring is like consider of a source of power um in the universe. I I hope it goes to that. It doesn't even seem like it is, because we're really like delving into the political side of things, like how bad the UNC is, and like what's the Covenant's machinations, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, Master Chief remembering his past life, um, which I've been told, which is not a, really a focus in the games or the novels. Uh, once again. Christian is the expert. We'll have to wait to hear his opinions. Um, really don't like the made-up character of Quan because it's the basic teenage stereotype where literally, if you really think about it, if you watch the episode, if you really see it narratively, and if this is real, their words can really damage both sides and all of humanity will be fucking wiped because of them. Hell, UNC is doing that themselves, and they're doing it perfectly. So I'm like, who am I supposed to root for? Like, I'm not rooting for anyone. And Master Chief is kicking ass, but like, what are we doing with the the main hero of this of the show? And if it's budgetary constraints, it should not have been worked out before the show fucking was written. So this is not like. This is proving some video games or video games that have novels. Do the people who write them actually care about the property that they're working on? Like, I'm not like I hear mixed things about Wheel of Time. Um, that's another property that people love. Game of Thrones is another example. This past season, The Witcher is an example. Um, I'm hearing Mass Effect and Dragon Age are in like development specifically with Amazon and on Amazon and Netflix respectively and like sitting thinking about it I don't want to see these as movies or TV shows I think Mass Effect and Dragon Age works better in animation um and I think Halo could have benefited being an animated series like you can take liberties in animation and don't worry about budgetary constraints as well. Maybe some in terms of like maybe voice acting or like streamline some things because learning watching um, Legend of uh, Vox Machina and learning like behind the scenes stuff like why they streamlined a lot of things was budgetary constraints and not to be overworking the animators, which makes perfectly sense. And then with games like Mass Effect and Dragon Age, you can give a reason why certain characters are on missions, why certain characters are there, and why, if you're going with Dragon Age, 
why you have a full party together. In a video game, they're in a camp. I can't see, like, is that very similitude of, like, okay, three, four of us is going to go ahead. You're going to stay in a temple full of probably people still there at a campsite. Okay. I don't believe that. But it's all good. It's all good. <coughs> Excuse me. Got to take my water. Um, if I was to rate it, actually, no, I'm going to rate my opinion on Halo now. First episode, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. The action was entertaining. Um, that was mainly it. The action was entertaining. Um, the effects was very well done. I do, I do watch gameplay videos, so I do hear like the shield powering down, shield powering up, health levels, the need to reload. Um, also, there's a shout out to Commander Shepard from Mass Effect in the in the in the show. Um, literally, it's like if you're not paying attention, hearing it, it go, really goes Commander Shepard. Your presence needed at the Skellian base, which is a reference to the Skellian Blitz, which Commander Shepard, your Commander Shepard, uh, was involved in in Mass Effect. So, yeah, I'm giving Halo. Episode one, a three point five out of five. We probably won't be as we go along. Going to be reviewing any more Halo as we going forward, but eh. and that depends on how Christian feels about it as we go forward. And then, last but not least, I've seen a lot of people bitching on about it, but I don't care. I don't mind. And then also, it's in solidarity. I feel like it's in solidarity with um Elliot Page. Um. So from Elliot um, Instagram, well Twitter, was it Twitter? Yes, Twitter. Ha! <laughs> um, the third season of Umbrella Academy will, um, well, also I will say maybe a, not a. There's so many plots within the Umbrella Academy because then you have the main plot, the subplot. I'll say the main plot, the B plot subplot and the and probably the end game <coughs> but there will be a portion of the season where it'll focus with um elliot page's character originally vanya hargreaves will transition to become victor hargreaves i say go ahead um let's go i mean people gonna bitch him on about it people bitch him on about a lot of things these days um it's i feel it's not only respectful to the person who's playing the character, but also I think this will be the first time in a comic book series we get to see this. Um, I'm on go hold for it. I can't wait. And it comes out, uh, and fuck, Umbrella Academy comes out on my fucking birthday. <laughs> so I'm hyped. All right. If I'm not on this podcast in June, you know why. I'm binging the Umbrella Academy season three. And with that, I'm going to be out. It's my dinner time. I got to get out of here. Thank you for listening to Space ID Collective. May- remember, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Like, share, follow us, please. 
We'll love you for it. Follow um, Space Oddity Collective on Twitter at 606 Space Oddity. Um, follow me on Letterboxd. I believe you can just look for Desmond Robinson, my government name. And yeah, thank you for listening to this solo cast. Be easy. <laughs>